1: Today is Monday, September 11th, 2023. It is the 22nd anniversary of the attacks on September 11th. Will we ever actually know the truth about what happened that day? We certainly live in the destructive aftermath of what our vicious leaders decided to do with our American unity in the wake of this tragedy. Let's explore in today's show. Joe Biden will be spending September 11th in Alaska because that's totally where the terrorist attacks happened. And America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani joins our show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. We're going to talk a lot about government overreach, about warrantless surveillance and the security state that was engorged and utterly uh, decimated our constitution uh, in the aftermath of September 11th today and some of the uh, ways that our powerful leaders took advantage of of a nation in mourning and a national emergency. But ladies and gentlemen, if you are sick of being listened to via your social media devices, I encourage you to join me in using silent. Silent is the sleeve that I put my cell phone in when I wish for absolute privacy. Of course, you've had those creepy moments where you're talking about something and your cell phone suddenly starts serving you an ad about that exact thing. That's because it's always listening. And not just one app, but bunches of apps. And if your apps can listen, if Amazon can listen, then who else can listen to you via your phone? So, ladies and gentlemen, please go consider using Silent for protection today. Silent is a light, portable, Verde Sleeve. For your mobile device that protects your privacy, security, and health, it's a patented silent pocket with Faraday technology that blots harmful radiation and all wireless signals, giving you peace of mind that your personal data never ends up in the wrong hands. Go to silent today, Benny, slnt.com Benny, and save 15% with free shipping on qualified orders. I certainly use this every single evening and every single night and every single time that I wish for some privacy, which is quite frankly, uh, a lot these days. So in the aftermath of September 11th, uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Things went wrong. Things have gone horribly wrong. You could argue that this is perhaps the beginning of the end of the American empire, September 11th. And there's so much to discuss. And there's so many ways that we were used uh, as a nation uh, and our uh, our goodwill and our fighting spirit was manipulated uh, in that time. And will we ever, ever actually know the truth about what happened? We'll cover on today's show the CIA's involvement. Why are these hijackers allowed into America in the first place? Well, some FBI documents reveal <laughs> exactly uh, the dark truth about what was truly going on, the Saudi connection to September 11th, how you've been lied to by your federal government for so long. But that doesn't take away from one uh, inexplicable fact, which is that you and I witnessed the systematic murder of thousands of Americans on that day. And we wish to remember those individuals. Now, so many people say never forget, And we certainly say that on this show, but the question remains for us today, living. uh, How do we not forget these people who were killed on that day? Not killed, murdered, murdered on that day. What is the best way to actually remember these individuals and what led to their murder? The planes flew into the building. It was obviously an act of uh, extraordinary evil, the likes of which none of us have ever seen and maybe we'll never see ever again, hopefully. But what are the circumstances that led to that event, that terror event? There were so many systematic failures and so much that you don't know and that I don't know. And that none of us knew when we watched this happen. I watched it happen uh, when I was in a freshman in high school. You know, one of those giant TV screens that they wheeled in to the classrooms. Where were you? It's a moment that you'll never forget. And we don't want to forget, ladies and gentlemen, that day, of course, showed the very best of America. While it did indeed expose some of the evil that the people who run this country are capable of, it showed the very best of you and I, as evidenced by some of the people who are working there inside of the towers, I want to put up an image of Rick Rescorla. Rick Rescorla is a Vietnam veteran who was working as the vice president of security for Morgan Stanley in the South Tower, the World Trade Center, on the morning of September 11th. In the months leading up to the attack, like many Americans, Rescorla sensed something was wrong, that something would happen that something evil was about to take place. He didn't know what, so he prepared a plan. On the day of the attack, when the first plane hit, Raskorla ordered everyone out of the building, ignoring the Port Authority order to stay put. Remember this. There was an order to shelter in place inside of the tower, to stay in your offices. That was what the Port Authority said. Sort of echoes that order to... Remain in Lahaina in Maui as the fires raged. You remember, they closed down the roads to Lahaina, trapping people inside of the town in Maui. We've been covering Maui uh, very closely. You see a trend, and you will begin to see a trend on this program, and you'll see a trend today, which is that the government is lying to you about very bad decisions, whether they are malevolent, or whether it's just pure incompetence that leads to horrible tragedy. The government is lying to you. Rick Rescorla said, I'm a Vietnam veteran. I know the government lies F that piss off. You son of a B, he said, and he ordered people out of the building. He began to help people get out of those doomed towers. Everything above where that plane is hit is going to collapse It's going to take down the whole building. I'm getting people the F out, he said on a radio transmission. The last time Raskorla was ever seen was on the 10th floor of the South Tower going up to save people. And he saved over 2,700 people that day. Rick's order to evacuate the building makes him an American hero. Rick knew something was wrong. Rick knew something bad was about to happen. Rick's not the only one. In the lead-up to September 11th, the forces uh, inside of our own federal government knew that something horrible was about to happen. Did they have the power to stop it? More importantly, did they turn a blind eye to the evil that was to come? In the year before September 11th, Donald Trump published a book saying that some horrible tragedy was going to take place at the World Trade Center and they would blame Osama bin Laden for it. I mean, these things are stranger than fiction. So it's worth actually going back and reading and noting, going to the, uh, the press that hates Donald Trump and watching their bewilderment at such a correct prediction. How could Trump have known such a thing? Watch.
2: BuzzFeed dug up an old quote from Donald Trump talking about a large-scale terror attack 19 months before 9-11. In his 2000 book, The America We Deserve, Trump wrote... I really am convinced we're in danger of the sort of terrorist attacks that will make the bombing of the 1993 Trade Center look like little kids playing with firecrackers. Trump also mentioned the mastermind of the attack, writing, quote, One day, we're told that a shadowy figure with no fixed address named Osama bin Laden is public enemy number one and U.S. jet fighters lay waste to his camp in Afghanistan. He escapes back under some rock, and a few news cycles later, it's on to a new enemy and a new crisis.
3: Trump. Wait, 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 yeah. wait, mm-hmm. wait. Okay,
2: hold yeah.
4: on a
3: second. Mm-hmm. Is this
4: really
1: Trump before 9-11? Have you read this? It's 2000 and his book. Are we making this... Somebody... Me, did you Nick. make this up, Mika? <laughs> Nick. I did. Did you Just make this up? Nick, guy. tell us it's over,
2: right? Because Will you stop? Everything. Mika, stop. God. I don't
1: think it's over. What's, it's What's
4: Trump the Trump rage person. here? Will you stop?
2: No, it's cute.
4: Like, I think it's cute. Well, <laughs> go for, really quickly, though. I mean, so, Willie, that was... 2000. 2000. In a book he wrote in the year 2000. Yeah. Well, it was published in 2000. He could have written in 1999, for while.
2: Exactly. He might have but been a bit more prescient. You no, know,
4: so he
5: predicted, basically predicted the attacks from
4: other. A-
1: How could Donald Trump have predicted the attacks on September 11th? Let's fast forward to September 10th, the day before September 11th, 2001. Donald Rumsfeld was in charge of the Pentagon. Donald Rumsfeld had just admitted that the Pentagon had lost track of trillions of dollars. That the Pentagon itself was an organization that couldn't even communicate within its own walls.
3: Watch. We are, as they say,
4: uh, tangled in our anchor chain. Our financial systems are decades old. According to some estimates, we cannot track $2.3 trillion in transactions. We cannot share information from floor to floor in this building because it's stored on dozens of different technological systems that are inaccessible or incompatible.
1: Very strange. I always found it very strange that immediately after the attack on the Pentagon, all of the footage which is surrounding that building i mean and by the way have you ever been in washington dc you will never find a greater security state than northern virginia the the number of cameras uh, around that area are voluminous and judicial watch had to sue in order to get the actual footage of the attack on the pentagon why did why why would it require the lawsuit in order to get the footage of the attack I, listen skeptics can't be wrong you just have to ask that question wouldn't you if you're gonna say never forget and we can put up the tweet here from tom fitton just so that everyone can see we're gonna listen I, I I have a rule here we're talking we've been talking like for 24 hours how to do this show uh we have a rule here which is that skepticism isn't wrong you can ask questions but you better bring receipts you if you're gonna if you're gonna Do a show uh, asking questions about the most tragic day arguably in American history based on the consequences of this day. Well, then you better be able to have some real firm evidence about what went wrong and why. And so Tom Fitton tweeting this morning in order to help address 9-11 conspiracy theories, we had to sue the government for the parking camera footage to catch the attack on the Pentagon. Why? Why wouldn't you be open about something like that? There are plenty of conspiracy. There's like, I don't even want to call them a conspiracy. It's like, there's plenty of theories out there. There's no shortage of theories. Of course, that's going to be natural. There's no shortage of theories about the moon landings. Truth is stranger than fiction when you actually dig into the government actions. The government actions. So we, won't, we don't even need to jump into theories about September 11th to ask we, questions about the immediate response and reactions. Like, for instance, the government lying to us and holding back security footage of this attack on Washington, D.C., I lived in Washington, D.C. for 15 years. I certainly didn't want something horrible to happen to my family. The Pentagon was very close to where I lived. I would really want to see all angles of all of, I would want to see all angles, everything, like lay it out for the American people. Look, here's what evil looks like. Look at this horrible thing. Why does it take a lawsuit to get this footage? Don't make no sense. But that's certainly not the first time that the government tried to lie or to cover up around September 11th. We deserve better. Rick Rascola, who lost his life along with so many others, thousands of America, he deserves better. We all deserve better because everyone in that moment united and everyone says, wow, united America, we want that back. Wouldn't that be great to have the America we had after uh, September 11th, September 12th, we were all one nation again. What did our leaders do with that political capital? Did they shut down our, did they build the wall? Did they shut down our porous immigration system? Did they ensure that a, a person that intends America harm will never again step foot on this nation? Did they take the money that they would print afterwards and use it to defend the American homeland since this was an attack on our homeland? Did they build the wall? You know the answer to that question. Vivek Ranswamy is running for president. He's approximately my age. And he was raised, of course, in a post 9-11 world. We were young. We couldn't vote when we witnessed September 11th happening, millennials by and large. And it profoundly affected us. Obviously, I have buddies who went and signed up for the military. I have family members who fought in both theaters of war, Iraq and Afghanistan. Some of those family members will never be the same after they returned, but thank God they returned. 10,000 Americans didn't return from those theaters that we know of. It changed our country forever. Vivek Ranswamy asked this simple question, which is why is the, why did the government lie to us about, this, about Saudi Arabia's involvement in September 11th that we now know to be true? He asked this on national television And man, he caught a load of hell, a load of hell for this question. We're going to dive into it. You deserve to know the truth. Watch 9-11 inside job
4: or uh, exactly how the government tells us. I don't believe the government has told us the truth. Again, I'm driven by evidence and data. What I've seen in the last several years is we have to be skeptical of what the government does tell us. I haven't seen evidence to the contrary, but do I believe everything the government told us about it? Absolutely not. Ask I two believe questions. the 9-11 Commission.
2: Absolutely not. I mean, Vic, I think people look at those comments. They look at what you said in The Atlantic, which you say you're misquoted. They look at comments that you've made about the Federal Reserve adding zeros to media companies' bank accounts. And, I mean, it looks like you're floating conspiracy theories with this defense of I'm just asking questions.
4: Well, when you actually quote me, those are my words and I stand by them. So if somebody else quoting me, putting words in my mouth, I have a problem with. But those words I stand by. You want to know why? Because we literally know the FBI, the 9-11 Commission, the U.S. government on down told us specifically that Saudi Arabia had no involvement. 20 plus years later, quietly declassifying documents showing that not only did Saudi Arabia have involvement, it was a Saudi intelligence agent. That received two of those terrorists that cl- crashed planes on 9-11, killing but the Americans. the question was, is 9-11 an inside job? Antarctica and you didn't say
2: no. <laughs> Kate-
1: What's that about? What What do you mean? That the Saudi government accepted and not only that, paid for the rent of the 9-11 hijackers. What do you mean by that? Well, let's let. Let's let Vivek explain. And more importantly, uh, let's do the research for ourselves because we have some breaking information on exactly what the Saudi government, with the assistance of the CIA, did in order to not only encourage and invite those hijackers into our country, uh, but also to set them up. First off, let's let Vivek explain himself. Go. Go.
2: A report in the Atlantic that you gave an interview to, you said, quote, I think it is legitimate to say how many police, how many federal agents were on the planes that hit the Twin Towers. Maybe the answer is zero. It probably is zero for all I know. Right. I have no reason to think it was anything other than zero. But if we're doing a comprehensive assessment of what happened on 9-11, we have a 9-11 commission. Absolutely. There should be an answer. The public knows the answer to explain to me what you meant there.
4: This is really it's funny. I mean, the Atlantic is playing the same game as CNN. It's funny. What I said is on January 6th, I do believe that there were many federal agents in the field and we deserve to know who they are. On 9-11, what I've said is that the government lied. And this is incontrovertible evidence, Caitlin. The government lied about Saudi Arabia's involvement. There was a Saudi spy named Al-Bayoumi who they lied and the government lied and the 9-11 commission lied we know that because declassified reports in 2021 Which revealed that Al Bayoumi was indeed. What's that?
2: Yeah, the report that the President Biden declassified. Yes. But your quote here, are you telling me that the quote is wrong? 20 years later. Here? Yeah. But are you telling me that I'm your quote you is wrong, wrong here actually. because it says how many animal agents were on I, the plane asked Flint Towers?
4: <laughs> yeah, when I, when I actually, and this is just lifting the curtain on how media works again, I asked that reporter to send the recording because it was on the record. He refused to do it. But.
1: So if you're going to say never forget, well, then let's not forget. Let's not forget that the government lied to us about how September 11th actually happened. Now, we're going to do our best to stick directly to the known facts that came that come directly 20 years later, 22 years later, from the investigators in the aftermath of September 11th. These are we're going to rely specifically on a FBI and DHS agent who put his shoulder into the work, went down to Guantanamo Bay, interviewed the terrorists and interviewed the Saudi nationals who are effectively helping them. And we're gonna show you those findings. Nobody really, you can see there on CNN, nobody takes the time to actually look into this stuff, but it's worth looking into. If you're gonna say, never forget, well, that means that you're going to have to assume that somebody made massive mistakes to allow terrorists into our country. Who were those people? Have they been held accountable? Did we get are they in prison or have they been executed?
0: Oh. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system.
1: Okay, let's go. From NPR. We always show you our sources. Biden declassified secret FBI report detailing the Saudi nationals' connections to September 11th. Okay. We're not going to read NPR here. We're going to go over to the actual report itself. We're going to go over to organizations that are not state funded and that don't try to white, you know, wash over these reports. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, jump over to the gray zone here. Bombshell filing: 9/11 ha- ha- hijackers were CIA recruits. Well, that's more of a accurate headline if you are to read the actual report. And that's what we read. 9/11 hijackers were CIA recruits. Okay. How do they get there? At least two 9-11 hijackers have been recruited in a joint CIA-Saudi intelligence operations covered up at the highest level, according to explosive new filing, and left out of the 9-11 commission. Well, hot damn. A 21-page filing by our own government by a special agent named Don Castriano who is the lead investigator for the Office of Military Commission's legal body overseeing the cases of 9-11 defendants, summarizes classified government discovery disclosures and private interviews conducted with anonymous high-ranking CIA and FBI officials. Many agents who spoke to Castriano headed up Operation Encore, the Bureau's aborted long-running probe into the Saudi government's connection of 9-11 attack. And what did they find? Ooh, baby. Let's hop over to the actual report. Because it's worth you seeing it in black and white. Here's the actual physical report. It is available for you to read. We encourage you to read it. Please. Please. Read it. This comes directly from Don Castriano. Let's go ahead and do a quick introduction for who this man is. Don Castriano is an investigator for the Office of Military Commissions. This is the office that was set up in Guantanamo Bay, in order to investigate how the 9-11 hijackers did their work. He's been a Drug Enforcement Administration agent for 21 years. He was a DEA special agent, interviewing numerous suspects and witnesses. Information developed during these interviews furthered investigations under my purview, led to seizures and arrests, and the disruption of terror networks testimony I have provided has been accepted by both federal and state courts as accurate and trustworthy and contributed to numerous convictions. I have not included each and every fact known to me in this declaration. Therefore, he is establishing that he is obviously a very trusted and known government entity who does professional interviews. Ladies and gentlemen, what he found in this report, and I will read to you directly from it, but what he finds in this report is that the CIA— which is a clandestine agency, not allowed to uh, conduct operations on American soil, that the CIA, hand and glove with the Saudi government, allowed and ne'er I say welcomed and supported and paid for the September 11th hijackers to at least two of them, at least two of them. I want to be very specific here to come into our nation to go to flight school so that they could spy on them and try to disrupt their terror network. They know who did it. They know the names of the people who did it. Bayoumi is the name of the Saudi government agent that was in operational coordination with the Central Intelligence Agency that welcomed in two of the 19 September 11th hijackers into America. They paid their rent. They put them up. Now, again, was the CIA doing this so that September 11th could happen? I don't know. You ask the question. I'm giving you the facts directly from our federal government's findings. Is it malevolence or is it utter incompetence that leads to tragedy? The questions you must perpetually ask of our government. Here we go. Let's read from the report. During June of 2021, I interviewed confidential human source. You're going to see a lot of this CS23. These are this is government shorthand for confidential sources within the FBI and CIA. Okay, this person is familiar with the FBI investigations of the September 11th attacks. They stated that the FBI conducted counterintelligence investigations in the operation, in the, the activities of Omar Al Bayoumi. Prior to September 11th, the FBI officials in the San Diego field office suspected that he was operating as an intelligence officer. As a matter of routine, FBI officials contacted the CIA to check to see if Al Bayoumi was there to support their investigations. The confidential sources said that the CIA officials responded to the San Diego field office and reported that the CIA had no files on Al Bayoumi. This is the guy who welcomed in the September 11th hijackers. But the confidential human source told me that that was false and that the CIA maintained operational files on al-Bayoumi and helped work with him via those operational files. See, the the CIA is not allowed to conduct operations here in America. So what they what this report is supposing is that the CIA used the Saudis who can conduct intelligence operations here in America because it's not it's obviously not Saudi soil, right? So they can do clandestine work abroad. And so they were trying to figure out the terror network. So they welcomed these terrorists in, in order to monitor them, track them, try and surveil them, hand in glove with the Saudis. Okay. Confidential sources told me that al-Bayoumi was never passed off to the FBI. That al-Bayoumi was an intelligence officer in the employee of the Saudi government. Al-Bayoumi, who again met... The hijackers, as soon as they landed in San Diego, was instructed to recruit the two hijackers at the Saudi consulate. So this man was instructed to recruit and bring these hijackers to America. Al-Bayoumi ended up paying for their rent, setting them up in an apartment, getting them established here in the country. There are witnesses to these meetings. Again, this is directly from our own federal government's findings. This has been declassified. Confidential Source told me that the CIA used their liaison relationship with the Saudi intelligence services to conduct this operation on U.S. soil. Confidential Human Source told me that the Saudis were used as a go-between for the CIA, forbidden by law to conduct intelligence operations inside of the U.S. Confidential Human Source told me that the CIA was used Use this relationship with Allied Intelligence Services to conduct operations inside the United States in the past. And that they knew that these two men that were welcomed into the country were part of a terror network and they withheld that from the FBI. Confidential human source told me that after 9-11, FBI officials in San Diego and FBI's headquarters became aware of al-Bayoumi's affiliation with the Saudi intelligence and subsequently the existence of the CIA's operation to recruit the hijackers through al-Bayoumi. Senior FBI officials suppressed this investigation. Confidential human source told me that the FBI agents testifying before the joint inquiry on the September 11th attack were instructed not to reveal the full extent of Saudi's involvement with al-Qaeda. I here declare under penalty of perjury... That the foregoing is true, and to the best of my knowledge, says a government agent with 30 years of intelligence and investigations under his belt. Donald C. Castriano. Well, there you go. Knock it down. Knock it down. Prove to me that this isn't true. This is our own federal agents. This guy with... The longest history of investigations and intelligence gathering went through and spoke with agents inside the FBI and the CIA, and they said that the CIA brought in at least two of those hijackers into America as part of an intelligence operation with the help of the Saudi government, and that all that was withheld. Ladies and gentlemen, we went to the border recently. And we released a documentary on this. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. It's a great documentary. I hope that you watch it. But whilst we were there, we were speaking in, uh, to the county commissioner in Yuma, and he said, you, you do know that the 9-11 hijackers went through our porous southern border, right? They traveled through Yuma in order to go to flight school in Tucson. You know, they, they took advantage of America's open border policy and lacks border controls. In order to do this, we got it on camera. We have it on tape. We didn't end up looking this up. And of course, this man is completely correct. He's lived in Yuma his entire life. Yuma knows that it was, Yuma, Arizona, knows that it was a way station for the September 11th attackers based on open borders and our porous, incompetent immigration system. Watch. And becomes this. It's only going to We're only going to solve this greatest human smuggling, trafficking, humanitarian crisis with real solutions. That is not a real solution. That's called an open border and is not secure. It's estimated somewhere between 1.5 and 2 million
5: people who have come into United States Not as give-ups, but people who
1: have avoided detection, who are here for nefarious purposes. This was a pass-through for all of the 9-11 hijackers, where they were going from San Diego over to Tucson for their flight training.
5: And what will it take before the Biden administration puts our safety and security at the forefront uh, to secure our country?
1: So, did you see there? Those are the photos of the hijackers. They traveled from San Diego after being welcomed at the airport by a Saudi government official that the, that our own government sources say was working for the CIA in hand in glove with the CIA being put up in an apartment where they paid the rent for it. How are these guys going to pay rent? How are these guys going to like function? They're illegally inside of our nation. On an illegal visa program. How are they welcomed in? At some level, there needed to be an operation here. And then how did they go to flight school? Seriously? They went to flight school in Tucson. We know this. how these guys, they don't speak any English. How'd they go to flight school? How'd they even get in? How's it even allowed? In Tucson, there are these massive military bases. The biggest uh, airplane boneyard in uh, all of America is in Tucson, Arizona military bases, nuclear weapons silos in Tucson, and we let the 9-11 hijackers go to flight school there? They went through Yuma? Through the open borders? Nobody cared? People are rightfully furious. So when we say never forget, that's what we mean. Vivek followed up in that CNN interview, where the CNN, of course, the harpy CNN hopes, no, don't talk about it, don't talk about it, don't talk about it. The government never lies. The government didn't lie. No, the government says it lied. This is the government's documents. Vivek saying that finally, if you're going to say never forget, you should probably support the victims of 9/11 families. Again, of course, always respecting and honoring the Americans who were murdered that day. Based on these oh, apparent, like botched operations by the CIA, by remembering them, you should probably, you know, consider supporting their lawsuit. Against the federal government, do you know the 9-11 survivor families are suing our federal government? Hmm. Is that what we mean when we say never forget? We remember? Yeah. Well, let's remember that they're suing the federal government. We have the lawsuit here. Nine eleven 11 families uh, sue Washington, D.C. Thousands of September 11th family members and survivors have today urged the federal court in New York to revive claims that the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia funded and supported al-Qaeda as it prepared for September 11th attacks. The suits accused the kingdom of a singular role in providing essential resources that enabled al-Qaeda to grow into a terrorist organization that killed nearly 3,000 people on American soil, injured the scores of Americans, and continued to affect the lives of others in the years since the attack. They go on to say that, of course, the government has blocked these lawsuits from going forward and have lied in their official... September 11th commission uh, to reveal the Saudi government's complicity in these attacks. Why would they do that? Well, you're never going to get the answer to these questions unless you start asking. At least Vivek is asking. Watch.
4: But that Saudi Arabia absolutely was involved and our government for 20 years lied to the American people about it. There was was an entire 9-11 commission report on this. Yes, and it will, and it lied, and it was false. And in fact, you know where that's coming out, Caitlin? There's now a case, a federal case in the Southern District of New York, where the government of Saudi Arabia is being sued by victims of families. Know, that's families. why this is yes. resurfacing itself. It is relevant, and it turns but there's out. But a difference in, in asking questions about Saudi Arabia's
2: involvement and the government's involvement, and then pushing this idea that whenever what your comment about who was on the plane, and then was 9/11 an inside job, where you did not say no earlier. That's why
1: so what happened in the immediate aftermath of september 11th well of course the patriot act the patriot act led to the warrantless surveillance state that utterly shreds your third and fourth amendment rights to privacy why, do our, why were our founders in like a pre-electricity world so concerned about privacy? Well, because tyranny is the same in every single era. The Third Amendment is about the government housing and quartering soldiers in your home. What was common during the Revolutionary War time is that the government would simply put a soldier inside your house if they didn't like you. A soldier would come into your home and sleep in your bed. Law enforcement would break into your house and would sleep in your bed. That's what the Third Amendment's about. I mean, could you imagine that Joe Biden sending people to just take over your home, eat your food? They would have rights to everything inside of your property. And then the Fourth Amendment, of course, is about warrantless searches and seizures and the rights to not have that happen, obviously, from a law enforcement perspective, how you must have a warrant. The Patriot Act immolates that, just destroys that Patriot Act is what put Dr. Fauci in charge of our bioweapons programs. That's well-established. Patriot Act created Dr. Fauci and his funding. Patriot Act is the most evil uh, anti-American piece of legislation. You notice they always find the names. They always find the names that like wrap and ensconce themselves in the American flag, right? To name these things. It is the opposite of the Patriot Act. It is the destruction of Patriotism Act. And we should recognize that with open eyes. And we should look with very open eyes at George W. Bush and his legacy. And if George W. Bush is a PSYOP. And was George W. Bush there to put us to sleep as Republicans, as people who care about the Constitution? Democrats don't care about the Constitution. Was George W. Bush there to like put us to sleep so that these agencies could engorge themselves on this unlimited power to creep into our lives, to create the warrantless security state that is utterly antithetical to our constitution with the pretext of an emergency. Ooh, man. Anybody, these are the victims of, these are the victims, these are the people who were murdered on that day. Nearly 3,000 Americans. Anybody who says that these victims of murder are somehow comparable to January 6th, can go directly to hell. Just a reminder that our national security state, our deep state, and their apparatchiks, Muppets that they install in our government, perpetually creates that illusion and manufactures that lie. This is how desperate they are To lean on national tragedies and moments of emergency to retain power. Watch. Not only a place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory.
0: December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001. And January 6th, 2021.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden is not at Ground Zero. He's not in Shanksville. Joe Biden's not at the Pentagon this morning. In fact, uh, Joe Biden is in Alaska somewhere petting a polar bear. Uh, Who is at Ground Zero this morning? Well, they're doing this in plain sight. Check this tweet out from Jack. You can see uh, standing there in the... uh, shadow of what used to be the twin towers is front and center kamala harris the person who was on camera saying january 6th just like september 11th you know when the unarmed trump supporter was shot with no warning at point blank range and killed that the 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 single death uh on january 6th uh a American killed by the state. Hmm. Hmm. No, ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden's in Alaska. Joe Biden uh, is the first president in 22 years to not mark September 11th by going to one of the tragedy sites. And perhaps that's a good thing because there was no greater mouthpiece for the unaccountable super state in the aftermath of September 11th than Joe Biden. Joe Biden was the first dumbest and most rabid banger of the war drums to invade countries that, as far as I can tell, had nothing to do with September 11th. They invaded Saddam. Saddam was a bad guy because, well, he puts his political enemies in prison. He allows for his family to create a reign of terror in a country and to rule by decree. He protects his sons from all crimes. Who does that remind you of? How can you possibly justify the invasion of Iraq today? How can you possibly do it? It was a distraction technique. The Patriot Act is the most evil piece of legislation ever passed. And the number one champion of it, as you may recall, is currently the resident of the United States. Watch. The objective
6: is to compel Iraq to destroy its illegal weapons of mass destruction and its programs to develop and produce missiles and more of those weapons. Saddam is dangerous. The world would be a better place without him. But the reason he poses a growing danger to the United States and its allies is that he possesses chemical and biological weapons and is seeking nuclear weapons. And unlike uh, my uh, my colleague from West Virginia and Maryland, I do not believe this is a rush to war. I believe it's a march to peace and security. I believe that failure to overwhelmingly support this resolution is likely to enhance the prospects that war will occur.
1: Joe Biden. Do we have peace and security? Do you feel like we have a better world now than we did in 1999? Do we have a safer, better country? Do we have a more stable dollar? Do we have a more profitable America? Do we have a more secure America because of Joe Biden and the policies that he beat the war drums for? Joe Biden there just straight up lying, repeating intelligence agency lies. We know this to be a lie. Repeating lie after lie after lie about September 11th, doing precisely what the intel agencies told him to do. And you wonder why his family is protected. We have said often on the show that Joe Biden has they love an idiot, OK, The intel agencies, the people who actually run the country, the 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 super state, the machine, they love an imbecile. They love a dumb person who will just be trotted out and read the script. That's why they love Mitch McConnell. They actually prey on the mentally disabled. And Joe Biden has been that for a very long time. Joe Biden has always been a fraud and a liar. Check check the tape from him running for president in the 80s, lying about his historic about about his law school, lying, plagiarizing, having to drop out in humiliation and shame. They love these craven monsters who simply want and lust for power. And they say, walk out and say that Saddam is trying to build a nuclear weapon with zero evidence. Walk out and say Saddam Hussein has weapons of mass destruction with zero evidence. And meanwhile, we sell out to China. Meanwhile, we engorge and create the newest enemies for America. And Joe Biden, as the American resident, is fomenting nuclear war with Russia as we speak. Spying on his political enemies, locking up his political enemies, trying to put his political enemies in jail, doing precisely what he accuses Saddam Hussein of doing and I don't think that there's anyone who would argue that Osama bin Laden is a deeply evil person and deserved to die and be killed. I certainly wouldn't argue that. Osama bin Laden is the banality of evil. The world's a better place without him. There was perhaps one man that did argue that Osama bin Laden shouldn't die, and that one man was Joe Biden
6: and we had to make a decision the president he went around the table with all the senior people including the the chiefs of staff and he said i have to make the decision what is your opinion he started the national security advisor the secretary of state and he ended with me every single person in that room hedged their bet, except leon panetta leon said go everyone else said 49, 51, this got to me. He said, Joe, what do you think? And I said, you know, I didn't know we had so many economists around the table. I said, we owe the man a direct answer. Mr. President, my suggestion is don't go. We have to do two more things to see if he's there. He walked out and said, I'll give you my decision.
1: Mm, mm, Don't go. Don't do it. Don't do it. I mean, could you imagine, could you imagine being such, being so compromised and so genuinely evil that you would straight up say, nah, we have Osama bin Laden, we can kill him. Nah, nah, truly, truly evil. Remember. Uh, We played you this clip. We had to dig into the archives to find it. It was Donald Trump predicting in the year 1999 that there would be a horrible attack on the World Trade Centers, and they would probably blame Osama bin Laden on it. Who would you rather as president? It's worth going through and actually looking at these vintage clips of Donald Trump and his reactions to the World Trade Center collapsing. Donald Trump went immediately to ground zero as any leader would, and immediately started helping after the attacks on September 11th. Where was Joe Biden? Joe Biden was lying professionally about the attacks on September 11th. And then Joe Biden was saying, no, don't don't kill Osama. Let's check in on Trump. Watch. What's your biggest
3: fear, Mr. Trump? well i just went to what they call ground zero i've never seen anything like it the devastation the the uh, human life that's been just wasted for no reason whatsoever uh it it is a terrible scene it's a terrible sight but new york is a very strong and resilient and they'll rebuild quickly
1: what should be the response to this attack how should the u.s respond to uh, such a devastating
3: well i think they have to respond quickly and effectively they have to find out exactly what the cause was who did it And they have to go after these people because
4: uh, there is no other choice. And then secondarily and much less importantly, we have to rebuild in some form that will be just as majestic as the World Trade Center.
1: Donald Trump suggested, I think, the only World Trade Center design that was. And this has been lost to history. It's actually very interesting. We'll see if we can go find it. Donald Trump's suggestion was to rebuild the World Trade Centers, but just much, much taller. To do like a full straight line-to-line rebuild of the towers, exactly where they were, which would have been the alpha move, I think. It was Trump's suggestions. He even had models. Uh, he even had models uh, that showed exactly what he was going to do, where he was, what he was going to build. Here's an image of Donald Trump at uh, at Ground Zero. You can still see the foggy. Uh, background there with the smoke and the smoldering. Um, This is the man in the arena. This has been Trump his entire career. This is the man in the arena. We're going to show you the image of what Donald Trump wanted to build uh, at the site of the Twin Towers, and we will be joined by Rudy Giuliani, who was there with Donald Trump to rebuild New York City uh, in a moment. But ladies and gentlemen, it's worth noting exactly how fraudulent the worldview of Joe Biden and the super state is, exactly how collapsed it is. Again, I think that September 11th marked the end of the American empire. I think that it marked the moment, the bell ringing of when our best days were behind us. And I, I believe that they can be recaptured. But if we're truly to never forget, we are to then understand that we need to do a major soul search into the people who brought us September 11th and who were behind it. We need to actually ask questions. We need to read the filings and look at what the government knew, what they didn't knew, and how they acted. And you can see every step of the way the government lied to you. And now they wish to foment a new war. As just as soon as they pull out from Afghanistan and get 13 more Americans killed, they wish to bring our entire nation into a new nuclear holocaust of their making in Ukraine. This is the viral clip that just absolutely went thermonuclear this weekend. Legendary actor Woody Harrelson uh, was asked about his views on the war between Russia and Ukraine and had, I think, a uh, perfect Response: Woody Harrelson's uttered a lot of lines on camera that have been really well written. This one is just perfect. Watch.
6: Yeah, I'm the kind of guy who just thinks it's abominable when a superpower with all this military might, with no provocation, attacks a a, a country that is, uh, you know. Like, like you know, Iraq. Uh, sorry, Afghan. I'm, um, I'm sorry. Viet, uh,
5: <laughs> Korea. No, sorry, Ukraine. Uh, <laughs> terrible.
1: Uh. America, as a people, have always been isolationist, non-interventionist, and in George Washington's farewell address, he warned of us getting entangled in entanglements abroad and how it would lead to the destruction of our nation, as it does to all great nations. And we should heed those warnings today. We should look to a worldview that says America first. If you were to have actually cared about any American that lost their lives on September 11th, then you would have closed the borders. You would have taken all of the goodwill of the american people in the aftermath of those attacks and you would have done something to secure our homeland because that's where the effing attack happened do you feel secure in this nation 22 years later do you feel like the powers that be secured our country to stop terrorists from coming in here and doing harm to us of course not in fact There is regular crossings of men on the terrorist watch list directly into our nation. Who knows where they are now? It's worse than it's ever been under Joe Biden's watch. We need serious leadership in this country or else it will happen again. And this whole like never forget thing will have all been an utter fraud. Totally and utterly debased. There was one guy There was one man at one point in time that said, close the borders. We need to shut it all down so we can figure out what the hell is going on. Build a wall. Have an immigration process and system that allows for people that are seeking asylum to make their claims. That allows for us to actually figure out who the hell is coming into this country. It was a broken immigration system, of course, that on its face, led to the initial attacks. Uh, Every single one of the attackers had overstayed their visa. That man was Donald Trump. This is Donald Trump's uh, suggestion of what we should have done to rebuild the World Trade Center. I think this is beautiful. From the article, in the years following the attacks on September 11th, Donald Trump pushed the proposal that would have rebuilt the World Trade Center's iconic Twin Towers, with the only difference being the towers being five stories taller so that they would be 1776 foot tall. Amazing. Instead of going with Trump plans, uh, the city officials opted to build uh, Freedom Tower. In an interview with MSNBC in 2005, a decade before starting his run for president, Trump called Freedom Tower disgusting and a junkyard. I would rather have nothing... Then to have what they're building, Trump said, is a terrible design. It was designed by an egghead architect who doesn't have a lot of experience designing something like this. Trump said he wanted the World Trade Center towers back. What I want to see built is the World Trade Center stronger and maybe a story taller, Trump said, before the construction of the Freedom Tower. That's what everyone wants. Is that what you want? I tell you what, man. I want Donald Trump back in office for a lot of reasons. There are so many ways to attack a country. There are so many ways to uh, debase a nation. Obviously, attacks from the inside. That's what you see with the fall of the Roman Empire. Fall of the Roman Empire. I'm studying this right now. Uh, I'm not like some history genius, but I'm studying the fall of the Roman Empire because a lot of people compare it to uh, what is happening to America right now. Rome fell uh, due to two things. Uh, Open borders that welcomed in the Visgoths, the enemies of Rome, to go and sack Rome and to destroy Rome from the inside. That's one. And then two, the debasement of the currency. And you note that both things are happening right now to our nation. Thanks to our American resident. And so ladies and gentlemen, if you're sick and tired of the lies spun by the Biden government, well, maybe it's time to hedge a little bit in something other than our dollar, which is, of course, being inflated out of existence. Ladies and gentlemen, the market volatility, the bank volatility, it's all casting doubt on your ability to retire comfortably. Consider investing with my friends at Allegiance Gold. Ladies and gentlemen, imagine retiring with the peace of mind and the freedom to pursue your own dreams with your retirement backed by something that has held value throughout the ages. When it comes to protecting your IRA or 401k, trust the best. That's why my friends at Allegiance Gold have the highest ratings in precious metals in the industry. Five stars with TrustLink, AAA rating with the Better Business Bureau and A-plus across the board. Get up to $5,000 in free silver with qualifying purchase when you visit protectwithbenny.com today. Give them a call at 844-66-BENNY. Don't wait. Go gold. Don't let Joe Biden destroy one more thing in this country, that thing being, of course, your retirement and your savings. So you would assume that Joe Biden would not usher in The eve of September 11th inside of a communist nation, but that is precisely what he did. You would assume that Joe Biden would try and project a little bit of strength uh, and not have the mics cut by his own staff after he tells people, after he makes sexist jokes and tells people he needs to go to bed. But nope, that's exactly where we were yesterday. Tactless Biden says, Good evening, Vietnam, while in Hanoi, as he mistakes Robin Williams' anti war movie for a song. During another bizarre press conference where he rants about Indians and John Wayne. My God, ladies and gentlemen. My God. Okay, so let's begin here. Let's begin here by stating um one, Joe Biden's not doing great. There's a reason why Kamala Harris was front and center at the World Trade Center this morning. They're like they're like being they're being kind of like open about this. And why Kamala Harris was k- being cackling all week about how she's ready to take Biden's spot. How Gavin Newsom last week said, oh, Kamala's already lined up to do that in a major Freudian slip. Here's Chuck Todd from this week on on, uh, on his last broadcast, Meet the Press, talking about Joe Biden's polling launch.
4: For the Democrats, the issue, of course, is Biden's age. In a CNN poll this week, nearly seven in 10 Democrats said the party should nominate, quote, a different candidate than Joe Biden. And it was the biggest concern among 49 percent of all Democrats the biggest concern was Biden's age. Overall, just 28% of Americans say Biden inspires confidence.
1: That's down 24 points from two years ago when he was just four months into his presidency.
0: With Kizik hands free shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Joe Biden is not doing great. Joe Biden is collapsing in such a spectacular fashion that the last guards right like the king's guards like the people that protect the king when like the the, when like the castle is under attack like the last vestige of guards against joe biden have now turned on the king okay that's the corporate press you see that from nbc check this out from cnn over the weekend
2: because you know if you're in his camp and you're looking at these latest poll numbers you have to be really concerned uh, concerned. Job approval, 39 percent. And the trajectory here, not great, right? This has been dipping. How are things going in the country right now? Badly, 70 percent say. Does he have the stamina, sharpness to serve effectively? 74 percent say no. I mean, what's what's going on here as you see it? Yeah. I mean, if you talk to people on the campaign and even the White House, it there is a gap, a very evident gap that as much as they might be going out there and saying, hey, look, unemployment rate is very low. The economy is getting better. Inflation is lower. People are not believing it. And to try and get people to understand that things might be getting better over time or have been getting better, that is a problem. And at this moment, we are not necessarily seeing the president or his campaign going out there trying to fix that gap.
1: So now you have NBC, CNN. And who's the final? Who's the final in the phalanx against Biden? Oh, goodness. The New York Times. Listen, man, if you have headlines like this, why is Joe Biden so unpopular running in the New York Times? You're finished. You're toast. There's a signal. There's a button that goes out. There's a signal that flashes and goes, we're not going to allow him to run. The internals are so bad that we must actually uh, take him out ourselves. The corporate media says. Joe Biden is an unpopular president, and without some recovery, he could easily lose to Donald Trump, writes the New York Times. By itself, it is no great wonder... His two predecessors were also unpopular at this stage of their presidency, also endangered in their reelection bids. For Biden, though, there is a there was a normal honeymoon months of reasonably high approval ratings that ended only with the chaotic withdrawal of Afghanistan. And in a sense, it's been hard to distill a singular explanation for what's kept the numbers so lousy. Hmm. Well, I'll let The New York Times ponder and all that and I'll cut to Joe Biden in the communist nation of Vietnam, declaring, good evening, Vietnam. Maybe maybe this is part of why Joe Biden is so unpopular.
5: It is evening, It's around the world in five days, Well, uh, you know, there's that, one of my staff members said, remember the famous song, you know, good morning, Vietnam. Well, good evening, Vietnam.
1: Uh, and, uh, good morning. my God, is this really about debasing America? You know, like, so Barack Obama is of course the, you know, running Joe Biden, you know, operating Joe Biden as a cutout. We all are aware of that. Is that Barack Obama has often opted for the humiliation of America? I mean, is he do, he's doing, they're doing this on purpose, right? Like they're doing this on purpose to shove it in our faces, right? The humiliation continues, uh, Joe Biden bringing back one of his favorite sayings, lying dog face pony soldier.
5: So my, my brother loves having his famous lines in movies and he always quotes. You know, and one of them is there was, there was a movie about John Wayne, he's an Indian scout, and we're trying to get, I think it was a patch of war, one of the great tribes of America back on the reservation. And he's standing with the Union soldiers. They're all arms. They're on their, their, their horses with their saddles. And there's three or four Indians in headdresses. And the Union soldiers. The Union soldiers basically saying, come with me. We'll take care of you. We have anything to be good. And the Indian scout, the Indian looks at John Wayne and points to the Union soldiers and says, he's a lion dog-faced pony soldier. What well, was a lot-
1: Wait. So a couple things here. This I mean, again, you're slipping into lucidity here. Have you ever been with anyone in hospice? I have. And they start to like actually have they, they like lose consciousness, they lose connection with reality. Joe Biden's saying, like, Indians on reservations. These are like, by the way, two words you're not allowed to use that are like stricken from the lexicon. Talking about John Wayne lying dog-faced pony soldier telling women that they should throw softballs at him oh yeah that happened watch
5: thank you mr president i hope you didn't think that calling only on women would get you softballs tonight oh i know better than that okay well let me start with president if you um, send me a softball i wouldn't know what to do it'd probably strike out even worse
1: (laughs) maybe it's time for you to go to bed grandpa and that's exactly what joe biden did listen
5: Anyway, I just think that there are other things on leaders' minds, and they respond to what's needed at the time. And look, nobody likes having celebrated international meetings if you don't know what you want at the meeting. If you don't have a game plan. He may have a game plan. He just hasn't shared it with me, but I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed.
1: He's saying it. He's saying it, but he didn't go to bed. In fact, Joe Biden had to have his staff cut his mic. They just turned him off. In case you're wondering if the resident of the United States is simply a muppet, a meat puppet that's being paraded around, watch this inexplicable clip of biden's staff cutting his mic
5: We talked about we talked about at the conference overall we talked about stability we talked about making sure that the third world the uh, excuse me third world the uh the the uh the southern hemisphere had access to change it had access we it wasn't confrontational at all came up the
2: thank, thank you everybody this ends that's, the press conference right. thanks everyone thank you thank you
4: Are you bringing U.S.
5: strategic interests above right here in Vietnam? I with every person I met with, Mr. President-, President.
2: Are you worried about your son being indicted,
1: Mr. President? Everyone watching for sandbags. As his staff, did you hear staff screaming over the reporters? That's it. That's it. Get off the stage. Cut his mic. You ever seen anything like it? What about your son being indicted, Mr. President? What about our next guest, Rudy Giuliani, saying that he's never seen a more clear cut case for bribery ever in American history? And we've been promising you that when Republicans get back, bribery is exactly what they're going to be impeaching Joe Biden for. One of the sort of bellwethers in Congress for this impeachment has been Nancy Mace. And she said just as much this weekend and joining us then after shall be Rudy Giuliani to talk more about it. But first, Nancy Mace, check this out.
2: Let's start with the Biden impeachment inquiry The House Speaker told Maria Bartiromo himself that he does expect to bring any House uh, impeachment inquiry to a full vote on the floor. When do you expect that would happen? Will it happen in the month of September? Well, we'll know a little bit more information this week. We go into session on Tuesday. Bribery is one of the bases for an impeachment inquiry or articles of impeachment in Article 2, Section 4 of the Constitution. But the problem, Dagan, as you know, is we will never get 60 votes in a Democrat-controlled Senate, no matter how much evidence we prevent. And so from my perspective, the House oversight, judiciary, ways and means need to continue our investigations. We need to show the American people all of the evidence that we We uncover. We need to do it in swift order. We need more subpoenas. I want the bookkeeper. I want Shokin. I want Hunter. I want everybody who was a witness and saw what we saw in the suspicious activity reports. That information we have to win in the court of public opinion.
1: So there was one man who came on our program, uh, I believe it was a week or two ago, who said, I've never seen a more clear cut case for bribery in American history. Of course I was a federal prosecutor and so forth. That man is also the man that stood tall as America's mayor and marched New York City forward in the aftermath of the attacks on September 11th. And that man joins our program now, the great Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> Rudy, thank you so much for today of all days making the time for us on the program. We uh, have been informed that you simp- you just came from Ground Zero. Is that correct?
3: That is correct. Yes, Ben.
1: And you were standing very close to Kamala Harris. Any? Well, uh, I
3: wasn't too close. I mean, they don't they don't put those of us who had anything to do with September 11 too close to the you know the, the ones that the ones that had the main uh, uh, attention were the ones who weren't there when it happened. had very little to do with it and are now making America much more unsafe than it was then by allowing anybody to come in that wants to come in, namely any terrorist that wants to come in.
1: Yes. We've done an entire show about how the goodwill after September 11th hard. and all of the money, the tr- trillions we've spent, none of it was spent on securing our border or reforming our immigration system. In fact, Kamala Harris just moments ago was saying that January 6th is just like September 11th. This is a day that will live in infamy, she said. Yeah, we it was hard to be there,
3: Benny. What would if you I, have I, said to her?
1: I've gone, I've gone, you know, every
3: year since it's um, – th- this is the year where I couldn't really stay uh, – I almost felt like I, was, um, I wasn't i was being true to the memory of the people who died on that day to be with these people. Mm. I mean, they, no group, no administration has ever done the damage that this group has done. I, mean, I was there all through the Obama administration. I could deal with that. Mm. But to have Harris and Mayorkas there, I mean, these people are allowing an invasion of the United States to take place, and probably more than most I have a pretty good idea of how the Islamic terrorists are taking advantage of this. Mm. I mean, just think if you were running an Islamic terrorist group, and you knew that you could get anyone you wanted into the United States. Anyone, just pay the cartels who you've been doing business with for 25 years, and they'll get them in for you, no questions asked. Would you take advantage of that? You wouldn't be much of an Islamic uh, terrorist if you didn't. So um, they have sold us out. I mean, they've sold us out to China. They sold us out to the Islamic terrorists. They sold us out to the cartels, whether it's Biden or Mayorkas or Harris. Uh, so after about a half hour, 45 minutes, Bernie and I decided to leave and go to a different ceremony.
1: Wow. So you you decided to just walk because you just couldn't stand being there. With couldn't the take it anymore.
3: Are... I just couldn't take a sta- a standing there with them and um, all the terrible thoughts going through my mind about how they have double-crossed. Uh, not only the people that gave up their lives that day, but all the people since then that have been fighting terrorism for us. Yes. And now uh, we just have a completely open border Yes. so that any Islamic terrorist uh, extremist that wants to come in can come in, or uh, so that China can kill even more of us with fentanyl? I mean, why, why does China have to have a shooting war with us? They can kill 100,000 of us a year without uh, firing a gun. Mm. They're just sending fentanyl and we take it, and Biden does nothing about it. Biden has actually done away with the special unit to focus on uh, Chinese who were, who were uh, uh, infiltrating uh, our organizations and our universities. When I when I say it's the strongest uh, bribery case I've ever seen, I just, uh, I'm somebody who prosecuted some of the most famous bribery cases of the 20th century. I'm not speaking lightly. I've never had a case, Benny, with the amount of evidence uh, that you have against the Biden family. It's it's um, so much evidence that the the main key in trying that case would be having the discipline uh, to 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 pare it down so you didn't overdo it.
1: Well. Uh, Apparently, the Republicans in Congress are listening to you because now they're citing line and verse precisely what you told me last interview about the U.S. Constitution, uh, about federal code and about the bribery focus. And I do want to get there, but I would like to spend one more second on a specific piece of incredibly odious uh, and and venal commentary by Kamala Harris as it uh, pursuant September 11th. Effectively standing on the graves of nearly three thousand Americans who died that day, saying that it is the the same as January sixth. Uh, what is your commentary on that, Mr. Mayor?
3: My com- my my commentary is that she, that there is something seriously wrong with her. Uh, you know, we we failed to take a good look of what was seriously wrong with Biden, and look what we got. Mm. Uh, there's something seriously wrong with Kamala Harris. Those. Uh, 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 language soup that she engages in, which almost is like a five-year-old speaking, and that's not normal. Uh, to try to compare January 6 to September 11, I mean, how, how do you even seriously uh, d- uh, do that? Uh, 3,000 people just about died on September 11. Could be another 3,000 pretty much pretty soon with the uh, illnesses thereafter. We're, I think we're at about two thousand uh, seven hundred and thirty. Four right now, uh, people are dying every day of related illnesses. Uh, it was a direct attack on the United States of America by a foreign enemy. Uh, n- n- none of uh, New York City police officers killed anyone uh, that day. In in their case, uh, a Capitol police officer killed a uh, innocent person for no reason at all. I mean, the death, the uh, uh, the, the shooting that took place. To me, as a first-degree murder case, that I'd be more than happy to prosecute against that uh, that cop. Uh, the thing was exaggerated, way out of proportion. They said four pol- people died. No, nobody died, except for uh, the, the, the 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 protesters. Mm-hmm. Uh, no gun was used. There's been no charge of insurrection. A thousand k- arrests. No charge of insurrection. Uh, no proof of insurrection, yet they want to charge insurrection against the president without proving it. So it's a complete phony. I mean, it's a political exaggeration of, yes, yeah, a, a basically a bad thing that happened that deserves a certain level of proportionate punishment. But to compare it to September 11, the Civil War, uh, what else did they compare it to? Is the other, Pearl is Harbor is the too? other allegory she used. Yeah, I mean, it's absurd. I mean, it, it means... You're living in, in um, a world of proper, of, of vicious, vile uh, propaganda, About the only analogies
1: uh, to it would be the kind of thing the communists and the Nazis did. Hmm. So this has been a party, the, Demo- the modern day Democrat party has been a party that might tweet, never forget uh, on September 11th, but does the exact opposite. You brought up the border policies I also wanted to hearken back to a few years ago when Ilhan Omar, uh, who is a celebrated member of the Democrat Party, said some people did something to mark September 11th uh, and his anniversary. Uh, your thoughts on that, Mr. Mayor?
3: Yeah, they have they they have no respect for uh, for what happened that day because they have no respect for our country. I mean, what 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 happened that what happened that day is uh, Islamic extremist terrorists. In the, in the name of destroying us, uh, came and attacked us. It was a foreign attack on the United States of America. And uh, their objective was to crush us because they attacked us, uh, our economic center, they attacked our political center, and to a very large extent, they, they attacked our, uh, our cultural center. Yeah. And uh, they failed. They succeeded in the objective of killing a lot of us but they fail to defeat our spirit. For some reason, thank God, we all came together after that as Americans. Now it seems to me the communists have worked around that, starting with Obama, and uh, they've come pretty close to making us what they want. When you look at our system of non-justice, it really is much more comparable to a fascist country than to a country of laws. I mean, when when, when, uh, uh, the... The former president and the leading candidate of the opposition party gets indicted for charges that it's impossible to figure out. Anybody else that was ever charged with this before? Then you know you have a fascist government. Mm. This is this is a, uh, the 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 major characteristic of a fascist government is put your enemies in jail on specious fraudulent charges. I mean. What the heck is uh, what is going on in Georgia or or what the guy in Washington is doing? No, nobody's ever been charged with those things before. I, I don't remember anybody ever being charged with Rico for defending his client in an election fraud case. That's what I'm charged with. I'm charged with a racketeering violation because I represented my client. And you can't tell me you didn't start going after me and persecuting me because the first day you went and stole my uh, my iCloud account was the first day I began representing Donald Trump four years ago. The FBI went and took my iCloud account without telling me. And you know, when they let it go, today I stopped representing Donald Trump. Hmm. So you spied on me for three and a half years as a lawyer without telling me. You had an affidavit claiming I was committing crimes. And then you had a right to a grand jury saying you couldn't find any crimes. Even after you uh, searched my entire apartment, my law office, the end result of all of that, which, by the way, they never report on CNN, MSNBC, I received a letter from the U.S. attorney's office saying I committed no crimes. So this is a terrible situation we're in. And we're only going to fix it at the ballot box and we're going to have to fix it. And I think the only person who can fix it is Donald Trump. I like a lot of the other Republicans. Uh, I just can't be sure. I can't be sure they have the necessary, unbelievable, incredible amount of strength it's going to take to fix this. I
1: find this. Uh, I find what you just said there utterly compelling, Mr. Mayor, because what you seem victim of is a warrantless security state and a surveillance state that was established in the aftermath of September 11th using the goodwill of the American people to pass the Patriot Act that uh, desecrates the Fourth Amendment and arguably the Third Amendment in our Constitution. Your thoughts on the Patriot Act and your thoughts on the FISA court and what this ha- this monster you know, that, it, and it, that it's turned into?
3: I was a supporter of all that. I, I helped to create the FISA court. You probably don't know that, but I was in the Ford administration before I was in the Reagan administration. And I was, um, I hired the first attorneys for the FISA court. Mm. I handled some of the first FISA warrants. Uh, I understand, but I, I treated the FISA court, this is way back, you know, in the in the days we were going after Russian spies. Uh, I treated it as a sacred obligation. It was even more sacred than my usual obligation as a prosecutor, because no one was going to get to review what I was doing. It was between me and the court and God. So uh, to see to see what Comey and these people did with it, to me, was like uh, 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 completely shocking Mm. and uh, very, uh, very upsetting because I I, I supported all that. (laughs) You know, I hired Jim Comey originally as an assistant U.S. attorney. Can't understand what happened to him. And uh, it is true. And and there's a good chance that these will be taken away. And maybe have to be taken away, mm. but then that on the other side, that's going to leave us vulnerable uh, to, uh, to, uh, uh, to to uh, to uh, to to real terrorists, not uh, not parents who are worried about their children uh, uh, being mutilated.
1: So, in the aftermath of September 11th, you were able to observe Donald Trump very closely. There's this really great photo of you and him with a jackhammer. I think we have it uh, available. Ah. And it's. I, can you tell me what? What's it? I, I don't know what if you can see Mr. Mayor the 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 screen right now. Uh, can you tell me about Donald Trump in the aftermath of September 11th? Uh, did you get yeah, to know Donald him?
3: Trump was what Donald Trump was among ten or twelve of our civic leaders that did the most to help us. Hmm. Uh, I would put him in a category with George Steinbrenner, Fred Wilpon. Uh, there are certain people that really stepped up. They took it very, very seriously right from the first day. And uh, he helped us uh, in so many different ways, including material that we would have a hard time getting because he was in the construction business, uh, uh, not only uh, his own money, but putting us in contact with people where we could raise money. I I started my own uh, uh, charity just for my firefighters and police officers called uh, the Twin Towers Fund. We raised $240 million we distributed every single penny to the firefighters and police officers' family, and we paid the administrative costs separately. Donald Trump helped us do that. He, Steinbrenner, um, the, um, the head of, the, uh, head of General uh, Electric at the time, and Fred Wilpon were among the top people uh, that, that, uh, that did that, and, uh, and about eight or 10 others. And he was constantly volunteering help. Uh, and by the way, he, he did a few years. He and George Steinbrenner were good friends. And whenever a police officer was hurt, certainly killed, hurt, injured, firefighter, they'd always they'd always send him a check. And uh, very often they'd send it through a foundation. And I would want them. I, I'd I'd want to tell the family. And and, and uh, Steinbrenner, who I guess was the senior partner in the deal, kind of said he had this biblical view that if you if you get the credit now, you don't get it in heaven. <laughs> right? So very often people would be getting money. They didn't know who he got it from. Uh, uh, Donald, I used to call him Donald then, used to participate in that with his friend uh, George. I mean, uh, up until the time he was running for president, no one ever thought of Donald other than a very generous uh, philanthropic New Yorker that would help you, and sometimes it would go out of his way to help you. You know, in unorthodox ways. Like he'd see that somebody needed money, and he'd come up with five thousand dollars to help that person. Uh, and he did it. For, and the the other thing that drives me nuts is when I hear this racism stuff or anti-Semitism stuff. I don't know a guy who's got more friends, who are black, Jewish, Italian. Every I mean the guy, the guy just likes people. The joke about him is the only color that really was a problem for him, that he had a real, real fascination with was green. But other than that, <laughs> if he could make money with you, then you were really great. Uh, it was always merit or friendship. What they're doing to him, wow. I've been in politics a long time. I saw what they did to Ronald Reagan, who was my hero. Hmm. This is unprecedented, uh, and I think it, it it i mean, it took me a while to figure it out, Ben. But it's because he's so dangerous. It really is. This is a credit. Uh, maybe it doesn't help sometimes when you're being tortured like this, but this is a credit to how effective he is. They are—they are afraid that he is going to destroy. How they have been milking this country for years. Yes. Either being very powerful, being very rich. I mean, where would the Biden family have ever made any money other than by bribery, right? Yeah. I mean, Biden couldn't get his way through grammar school. Yes.
1: Uh, Mr. Mayor, something that's popped up in this 2016 run, Vivek Ranswamy, one of the uh, Republican candidates who's brought this up, is the government obscuring some of the Saudi Arabian involvement in September 11th and the attacks and the funding of some of these uh, uh, hijackers that came to America. Uh, In the aftermath, they've sort of been releasing these reports and declassifying these reports. Your thought on the government and the obstructionism when it comes to how these attackers got into America, the brokenness of our immigration system and some of the operations that seem to be the CIA not coordinating with the FBI in in order to warn them about these things or to run these ops through the Saudi government. Uh, I'm not sure if you followed up on this, but I'd love to hear your I thoughts have it. it. I have not in great detail, because that really wasn't my area. But I do
3: have some thoughts about it. Uh, uh, I think this is a, a product of lack of transparency. I, mean, I, I don't know how deeply involved the Saudi Arabian government was or was not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't have the information that would allow me to make that decision. So whenever that information is being held back, then people who have been affected by it, like I have, and my friends, and some even worse than me, they're going to be very suspicious. It's like um, the, the four or five states that Trump, I believe, won where he was cheated. One of the reasons I believe that is they would never let me see the paper. Uh, let's take Georgia, for example, with Governor Kemp, who I think is one of the more dishonorable men in America. Uh, they, no matter what, would never let us look at the paper. So I believe that a lot of that paper is phony, that it was written up after the election, printed up, and that if we had had a chance to forensically examine it, we could show that 40, 50, 60, 70,000 phony ballots were submitted. They have never ever allowed for a forensic examination of it. What, What I mean by that is taking the paper of the official ballot, putting it in a machine, and putting all the ballots that were run against it, and spitting out the ones that don't match.
1: And you're saying uh, that am. you're saying that the government obscuring some of this information in the official 9/11 report le- leads you yeah, people doesn't to believe and to th- assume
3: that there's yeah, something. I guess I'm a New Yorker and I'm a former prosecutor, but when you don't want to give me something, I start getting funny thoughts about it, right? So le- let me see all the files that have to do with Saudi Arabia. You know, it, uh, the the Saudi Arabian uh, government. The uh, the royal family is very complex. There are many parts to it. It could be that some parts were involved and some parts weren't. Mm -hmm. Uh, There there are parts of the Saudi Arabian government were very anti-terrorist. Some parts of the Saudi Arabian royal family had had problems. Mm -hmm. So you need to see the facts. And when they won't give you the facts, you start to think, why not? Uh, they were 15 out of 19 with Saudi Arabian, so it isn 't as if we 're asking for no reason it 's like the same thing they 're doing with the election when they start saying uh, uh, Trump uh, couldn 't possibly have believed the election was stolen. Why like Kelly? I mean he had plenty of evidence from which to come to that conclusion. Plus, he had plenty of things that were held back that were, like i like 'm telling you, the ballots. In, in, in Pennsylvania, uh, it just so happened that in the five states where they stopped the balloting, count, counting, he was ahead and he lost all five. And actually the odds don't kind of come out that way usually. It also happens that in each one of those five, the key place was a crooked Democratic city that was involved. So it was as if the Democrats selected where they were going to do it pretty damn carefully. I mean, don't. I mean, you can tell somebody else this. You're not going to tell me that Philadelphia isn't corrupt, that Detroit's not corrupt, that
1: Atlanta's not corrupt. <laughs> right. Go tell that to some jerk, you know. All right. Well, Mr. Mayor, we 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 deeply respect, honor what you did on September 11th. I mean, we've been doing an entire show on the response, and that must have been the single hardest thing for any uh, mayor to ever go through. Um, And it is profound uh, in looking at it through the lens of history. It seems just like a a country many, many, many years. You know, it seems like a different country, quite frankly. Uh, Good for you. Good for you for walking out uh, on the ceremony today. I suppose that's that's breaking some news. I didn't know that you and Bernard Carrick walked out on the official ceremony. Any parting thoughts? On uh, w- how Americans sh- uh, should remember this day.
3: Yeah, we should remember it for the ability of all Americans to come together and put America first, and uh, and not uh, and not politics. You know, I, I I'll give you an example. I do not understand how the members of the Biden cabinet sit there and watch him act as president every day and justify their being loyal Americans. The man is not mentally competent to carry out the office of President of the United States. It is so obvious. He he gets off the stage, he doesn't know where he's walking. Uh, uh, Being President of the United States, uh, unbelievable responsibility. We've got a man who has a serious case of dementia that is displayed every single day, covered up every single day, the people in this administration have to know it. So their, their, their desire to maintain power, for whatever reason, overcomes their patriotism. Mm-hmm. That's very, very sad because I, 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 I wish, if I were ever in that position, I mean, I worked for two presidents, Ford and, uh, and Reagan, if I believe that, I would do something about it mm-hmm. under, the, under the 25th Amendment. I would, I'd almost feel like it was my obligation. My country mm-hmm. my country is more important than my loyalty to any president, uh, even even my good friend Donald Trump. Yes. And yeah. if I saw that, I would feel I have to do something. I don't understand out of 20 or 30 of these people, there isn't even one. That wants to wants this to be questioned. His his competence to be questioned. Uh, it, it's uh, frightening to me. I think the country was different back uh, in in uh, in two thousand and one. I think the country came first. Yes. Everybody put aside being Democrats or Republicans. We put the country first. And if uh, God forbid somebody was incompetent, they they'd have been. We'd have all been willing to remove them. Yes. So yes. that I mean, that's where that's where I am very, very uh, troubled. And I shouldn't I shouldn't say that I walked out on the ceremony like in a huff or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I had to leave pretty early anyway. But but uh, I was uncom- I have done, I would have to say more than I walked out. I was pretty uncomfortable there. So the fact that I had to leave early was uh, a lot easier for me and for Bernie.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, I... Truly could not imagine. Mr. Mayor, uh, thank you so very much uh, for being on the program. What an important day and what important insights uh, from the man in the arena, the man who was there uh, himself. Uh, And please, ladies and gentlemen, follow uh, Rudy, support him in his fight against this tyranny state, uh, and ensure that we will be victorious. Uh, as we march forward to that America first that Rudy just spoke about, America first, that is what we felt in the aftermath yeah. of September 11th. That's what September 12th was about, like putting the country first. Um, it'd be nice to get that again. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we wanted to give, obviously, the mayor, uh, the uh there's a much longer show than we normally do, but we wanted to give the mayor a chance to talk today of all days. He was coming from what he just said there, multiple events and multiple ceremonies. So we're, we're honored uh, to have had him join our program. Uh, he was talking a lot about Donald Trump, obviously somebody who he deeply respects and somebody who had a deeply respectful weekend uh, himself. Donald Trump was uh, in Iowa at the Super Bowl of Iowa, the Iowa-Iowa State game, uh, and was having one heck of a time. Uh, Rudy Giuliani just said that Joe Biden has dementia. Uh, Joe Biden does, in fact, uh, look very much like the cryptkeeper inside of a coffin uh, that opens up once a day and he gets trotted out, put back in the coffin. Donald Trump, on the other hand, was having the time of his life this weekend grilling hamburgers throwing footballs uh, and being welcomed like a conquering hero to frat parties along with an entire stadium of people check this out ladies and gentlemen donald trump seems to be having the time of his life, and seems to be stronger than ever. Polling shows that. We'll see what happens. Buckle up. It's going to be a wild ride. 2024 will be there for you, and we will always keep our eyes trained on what truly matters with our verse of the day from Isaiah 41. For I am the Lord, your God, who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear. I will help you. Whew. There's a lot of evil in the world, and there's a lot of. It is inexplicable to see what happened on September 11th, 22 years ago, and to watch the subsequent lies and the abuses of power afterwards uh, by our government, and to sometimes become hopeless to take the black pill, and we say no. Don't do it. Step back, from the edge, like know that God is God. Fear God more than you fear evil. God will take hold of your hand and say, do not fear, I will help you. If you believe the scriptures and if you believe God's word, then let everything else dissolve around you. Let everything else fade away and focus simply on that. That should be your North Star. God, family, country. That's what we do on this program. My name is Benny Johnson and this is The Benny Show. See ya.